The Guaranteed Irish Business Podcast with Breed O'Connell. Guaranteed Irish is a national organisation that supports all businesses based in Ireland that sustain jobs, communities and provenance. It is denoted by the iconic G symbol that has been around for almost 50 years. The national symbol of trust for businesses and consumers, it identifies products and services that are an altogether better choice for the life of our communities and indeed Ireland. Hi there, I'm Breed O'Connell and joining me today is Anna Daly, founder of Little Bliss. Little Bliss is an ethical lifestyle brand for children and adults developed for the times we're living in. You're very welcome to the Guaranteed Irish Business Podcast. Anna, how are you? I'm very well. Thanks for having me. Well, we're delighted to have you. Anna, of course, well known to all of those um, listeners who would have seen you on back in the day on TV3 and then on to Virgin. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, had an interesting route to get here today, um, but it all kind of forms part of where you're at and your attitude to life and your attitude to business as well, I suppose. Well, it's deli- I'm delighted to see you on the other side now. You've become an entrepreneur. So yeah. dying to hear all about Little Bliss and I know a little bit about it. Uh, tell us a little bit about the brand. I know it's about dressing for comfort and the style. And I have to say, since the since COVID, we've all changed how we dress so I'm in my runners under my dress today as opposed to my high heels under my dress we've changed we've become a lot more relaxed isn't that a great thing and Little Bliss perfect in the middle of that how did, how did they come about yeah and if I could have um, called that I would have been quite the genius so there's a lot of coincidences in terms of the timing of me launching a casual brand and the world becoming a casual place or a more casual place uh, I could never have predicted the world's CEOs sitting Uh, on Skype calls and Teams calls wearing hoodies but that's what happened Uh, so the timing was fairly impeccable Um, definitely not planned but um, Now I'm going to take issue with you with that because I have a big motto the harder you work the luckier you become so you're obviously working away in the background and things just come together then and then you spot your opportunity I'm a firm believer in that if you're working hard at that so clearly that was what you were doing working really hard in the background to get to this place and then hey, we're all wearing uh, sweatshirt material, etc. So tell us a, a little bit about the, the story and that journey and how you got there. So I suppose, you know, in my full-time job up until last September, October, when I finished on, on television, well, certainly on Ireland AM, my my work life would have been very glamorous because you're on the telly. And even when you're casual, you're not really casual. You know, you're casual telly, by telly standards. Mm. And my real life... Uh, you know, off telly was quite the opposite to that. If I was to be really true to myself, do you know, you come home, your hair gets tied up, your makeup goes off and you're kicking a ball around with three little boys. That's Mm. my reality. So, you know, for the majority of my real world time, I'm dressed in runners and hoodies and casual practical clothes, you know. Um, Also, I suppose... I was working with various different brands and and continue to to work with them. And that's lovely, you know, edits and collaborations. And they tend to be more dressy brands. So I kind of felt if I'm going to do something that represents my true style, I'll do it kind of my way and it'll be casual stuff and it won't be any conflict to any, you know, uh, deals or collaborations I have with anybody else. It will be casual it will be for every day. And also, I looked at my shopping patterns and I don't know whether you can relate to this, but hopefully people will. I was one of those people for years who would spend weeks and months shopping around for that perfect dress for that one occasion. Oh, the 100%. Wedding. Everybody does this. 
Everybody, we're all and guilty of And it's such a gigantic waste of time because you spend... And money, Anna. And money. Totally. You spend half the day, because we live in Ireland, in the coat that you grabbed at the end of the stairs on the way out, which doesn't even fit with the fabulous dress that you invested so much time and energy and money into. And it never sees the light of day again. And then on a Tuesday, you run out to grab a coffee and you meet your ex-boyfriend and you meet all these people who actually, you know, you care about how you look. And you're wearing this bally jumper that you grabbed off the shelf in your bedroom. And I started thinking, I'm going to start like, dressing like like a French woman or you know our European counterparts who actually spend money on that cashmere jumper for a Tuesday mm. because they re-wear it all the time mm. you know much more sustainable of course much more sustainable and much more practical mm. you know and there's not as much fun I don't think in buying casual clothes you know you get a real kick out of that fancy dress or that mm. beautiful necklace but actually from a practical point of view your your day-to-day wardrobe is what you end up living in so I thought well I'm going to start buying and that's why the likes of you know the other leisure wear brands became very popular we've seen one of them open a flagship store on Grafton Street mm-hmm. not an Irish brand mm. um, in the last few yes. weeks because we're buying we're spending more money on leggings and hoodies and rain gear and mm. and we're getting out more we're walking we're running we're you know realising the importance of all of that stuff Okay so the birth of Little Bliss came about then how did you set about doing that? Obviously, you had your own brand, so people knew you and they'd be naturally interested to see what you're doing. Where did you go with Little Bliss then? And a little bit of advice for the soon-to-be other entrepreneurs out there listening. Yeah, so for years I was kind of scribbling. Scribbling in corners, I would call it. You know, that sub-radar, I want to do something, but I'm not brave enough to do it yet. Right. Um, so I had logos and I had designs and I had tear sheets and they were stuffed in various different places with not much organisation to any of it. But I knew I wanted to do something for myself. Um I suppose people knew me from Ireland AM, which certainly helps because Mm -hmm. there's a trust factor there. Mm. So if I'm about to start selling a sweatshirt or a hoodie, I suppose certainly viewers of the show would know they're not about to be defrauded by somebody Mm. who, you know, they know almost Mm. or they feel they know my values or, you know. And I hope I've put those across over the years on television because it's a three hour show. Mm. You know, it's you you, you get a lot of yourself Mm. in that show. Um, So, yeah, I think people trusted what I put out there but I certainly held it back and now I suppose like so many things we kick ourselves for not doing it sooner Right okay and in terms of getting yourself set up then uh, you obviously needed advisors you needed uh, well you had the courage I suppose eventually um, and uh, I suppose your boys were beginning to move on a little bit gave you a little bit of space maybe Yeah. and then um, in terms of advice and advisors how did you go about getting that and who who helped you so my husband has been uh, you know my everything from my tax advisor to the website advisor to the IT resident IT expert um and it's great when you have someone around like that who can answer all your silly questions because you really can just throw out the silly question and not feel silly I suppose um although anyone any business mentor will tell you there is no silly question just keep asking and Mm. that's so important Mm. isn't it it's the people who don't ask questions Mm. actually it's quite silly um, 
So he would have helped me. Also, I think, you know, what gave me a real kick was the fact that my husband's family business was lost in the midst of lockdown and the early okay. stages of the pandemic. And that was Mother Care Ireland. Right. So my husband is Ben. Ben's dad, David, uh, would have brought Mother Care to Ireland 40 years ago. Great. And I mean, that's, you know, a heritage brand, as For you sure. well know, yeah. much loved. Yeah. Um, you know, it was much more than just a family business going into liquidation. It was it was their story. It was their yes, background. Of course, yeah. Um, so there was a lot of sadness involved in that. Week after week, they had shutters down on stores around the country. And that's, I suppose that's their story, not mine. But what it made me think about was, I'm in a business, I'm in, I'm in the television business. It's a very fickle business. For sure. Suddenly, Mother Care, the safest brand in the world, or so we all thought, mm. was gone. Mm. Uh, and it was a very responsible decision that they made to, to let that go. Um, but I kind of thought I need to do something to future proof myself uh, and maybe our family as well. And that's where my scribbles and the tear sheets and stuff started to come together a little bit more. Isn't it amazing? It took that push, that reality check to say, hang on a second, I can do this. Yeah, and and possibly I needed to do it. Mm. Um, so you know the the pressure, pressure will give you that kick mm. that you might not have needed when things are a bit cushier. Yeah, if I'm really honest. Yeah, and you're not the only person to say that. So we've seen quite a lot of that on the entrepreneur side come across here. But it is a good, it's a stress, but it's a positive stress because it's getting it's getting you a positive result. Yeah. And here you are. Yeah. So. Little Bliss, it's up and going at the moment and great advice there for entrepreneurs. Very honest, Anna. Thank you for sharing that. Um, do you have any, um, I suppose, the biggest achievements and the biggest risk as a business owner? What are they? Share those a little bit with us. I'm probably going to face those risks in the next few weeks and months, if I'm honest with you, Breed, because um, we have decisions to make in terms of uh, the fulfillment company that I'm with at the moment. I need to upscale that good news uh, I need to upscale a lot of things I need to have a base outside of my house um, so I, it's kind of a turning point for the the business is a year old so Great. I suppose it's very very young yes yeah but at the same time I think a lot of other entrepreneurs will relate to this that a year in uh, and it's proven that it's working yeah but you do need to take bigger gambles and bigger risks to bring the business to the next level and right. to scale up everything, you know, from the manufacturing to the amount of stock that you order, um, you know, to the marketing that you do. I haven't spent a penny on marketing yet. And is that, Anna, because you are you, uh, XTV, if you like, and media savvy, etc. So you've managed to do that to now and people know you, like you, trust you and the, the brand has got out there. Or is it other things? Is it, is it purely that? Because that's most unusual that you've done no marketing yet. And, you've I, been and, and my husband is quite astonished at the fact that we've done those numbers without spending any money. Brilliant. Um, what I have is a network of, I suppose, well-known people. Yeah. Um, from influencers to television presenters. And, you know, a lot of them would be friends of just course. from the business, yeah. you know, passing through the shows that I've worked on, uh, working with them. And they've been a huge help. So what mm. I've done is gifting. Mm. Um, but you know when when you hear social media getting a, a, a bad time or you know it's, mm. it's often even the word influencer there's mm. a negative connotation to that quite often but what I can say from my point of view is 
It's worked. It's served me so well. Mm. Of course. And I'm at that juncture now where I will need to ramp it up Mm. and maybe start spending more money to talk to new audiences who maybe never knew me from Ireland AM or from any television work that I ever did. Um, You know, in order to grow, I will need to do that. But it, it got me here. So I have... You know, social media plays a huge role mm. in, in my world and, and I like creating stuff. Yeah, you've a creative streak. And can I ask you then the sustainability piece? Because yeah. that's really important. Now, Guaranteed Irish, is, it celebrates a different theme every year and this year is sustainability. Fantastic. Your brand is a sustainable brand. What does that mean for Little Bliss? What that means is that, for us anyway, um, we are thinking about that circular economy from the moment the piece is designed. So A, it's not a piece of fast fashion that, and I've I'm like put up my hand and, you know, say I'm guilty many times in the past um, of buying that top or that dress that's never seen the light of day well, again. Well, we all were. This we all do. become a new thing in recent times. So yeah. It's only through education that we've realised, listen, how foolish we were really in lots of ways. Yes. So, so continue on your journey. So the des- from the very beginning, from the design process, we want these pieces to last the test of time. So even if you get fed up wearing a hoodie or a sweatshirt or whatever, that it will be passed on to somebody else in your family, in through charity, on Depop, on eBay, whatever it might be, whatever whatever your thing is in terms of moving your clothes on. But, you know, it's, it's not a piece that's going to end up in the bin or certainly I'd be devastated if I heard it did. Um, the other the other element is the, the, the cotton. The cotton is organic, which means it comes from, well, also the fair trade element is, is another layer, I suppose. So I choose manufacturers who have fair trade certified um, documentation, which means the people who work there are on a fair deal. Uh, they're considerate of the environment there's no chemicals involved in organic cotton it's kinder to your skin it's kinder to the environment and then this piece that I'm wearing today is actually 100% organic cotton but quite often it'll be 80% organic cotton and then you've a remainder of polyester so what we do with the polyester is it's recycled polyester so it's getting new life Um, and then you put the product into packaging and that's part of the experience, I suppose. And I'm one of those consumers who likes to get something that looks nice. In the post. Yeah, yeah. I do. You know, and if you spend a certain amount of money on, on one piece of leisure wear, you want it to arrive in a nice way, do you know. Mm. And possibly that's more of a female thing than a, than a male thing because I've had these conversations well, with my husband. Well, it's the experience, isn't it? Yeah, and he doesn't care how his stuff arrives. And he, he still buys nice quality things. But I think that's important. I love um, a nice experience, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. all of the packaging is, is not only uh, eco-friendly but it's it's not only recyclable it's made of recycled materials oh, great. Okay, so again good. that circular economy keeping those things moving yeah that's actually really important well done to you so the inspiration then on the design and, and, and for the products that you carry tell us a little bit about that's all you Anna so where does that come from yeah, and and in a way, you'd love someone to bounce it off, but it's a it's a business, like I said, that's a year old. So I'm not in a position to hire someone to bounce ideas off. Um, so I kind of just have to go with my gut mm. and and trust, you know, what I like. I suppose I am my core target market. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I am mum bringing kids to school. Mm. Um, even the models that I use, I tend to try and and use people that I think represent real people real people uh, and the end user of the product you know okay and um, I love the idea of the mum and me uh, you know mini me look like uh, where did that come from because you have three boys I have three boys <laughs> and uh, I've no matter where I went um, buying clothes for for my kids 
there was always this, you know, really obvious uh, girly mum and little girl version. And there was never any options for little boy mums, mm. little boys and little boy mums. It's like there's these huge elaborate displays of beautiful girly clothing. And then there's like a nod to the boys over on yeah. the end aisle. Yeah. And that used to annoy me. It yeah. kind of irked me. You know, what about the mums of boys? Yeah, very topical at the moment, actually, the equality on all that. Yeah. yeah. So this is not a, a website or a product for, for boy mums or boys. It's just for everybody. Yes. You know, it's not. And, and the colours, the shapes, everything is unisex. Yeah, well, that's actually brilliant, isn't it? When there's a big gang in a family, you love Pathy. I mean, obviously a different generation. But when we were growing up, everything was shared with everybody. And there was none of that nonsense stuff for the girls and stuff for the boys it was just all passed on down and it was sustainable there and you then go. we lost the run of ourselves yes. and we're back again I'm just showing how you know I'm at least 150 now <laughs> so I've just highlighted well, that we there. were pure notions for a while weren't we and now it's kind of trendy to be almost frugal and move the clothes around and pass them on that's it exactly so Anna the big reason you're, we're on with you today is to celebrate your business a little bliss congratulations and you're a year old you've joined Guaranteed Irish yes how has that been of benefit to you or have it? So I have grown up looking at the guaranteed Irish symbol. I studied marketing, so maybe I should probably say that, you know, it was on my radar more so than someone who maybe went on to study accountancy, for example. God, I wish I studied accountancy Mm. when it comes to my accounts. But anyway, that's another day's work. That is not my strong point. Um, The guaranteed Irish symbol for me has just represented all the right things. Um, and as soon as I see it, I instantly just think, actually, before Irish, I think quality. Right. And then I think Irish and local and that heritage feel again. Um, so to have it awarded to my brand, um, it's just, it feels like it, it, it's it's getting things like that. It's moments like that where I get an email to say you've been awarded the guaranteed Irish mark that inform the next decision to bring your business onto the next level because, you know, it's like it's a it's it's a reinforcer right. of what you've done so far. Um, so I have the guaranteed Irish symbol at the top of my website. I plan, so I have to wait until packaging is being reordered and all that kind of stuff. But it feels really good to be able to have that symbol on my product. Well, absolutely delighted to hear that and I hope it reaps loads of rewards for you. Anna Daly, founder of Little Bliss, thank you very much for joining Guaranteed Irish Business Podcast today. Thank you. If you found this advice helpful for your business, please subscribe on Apple, Spotify or Acast. It's free for all and we welcome your feedback. Remember, by considering Irish businesses, you are not only sustaining local employment, but you are also playing your role in reducing the carbon footprint. If you feel your business can benefit from networking with like-minded businesses here in Ireland, contact guaranteedirish.ie for more information.